Phonological awareness, phonemic awareness, phonics. I thought they were all the same thing. What's the difference? And why is everyone telling me it's so important? I'm Jenny Sherson, ex-special educator turned dyslexia interventionist. It wasn't so long ago that I, too, was overwhelmed by balanced literacy versus structured literacy, education speak, and everything in between. Fast forward after many, many hours of self-driven education, and you'll see I've built a thriving dyslexia practice helping students from age 6 to 18. My specialties? Working with the quote-unquote difficult, almost always to be, student, and breaking down the complexities of dyslexia into everyday language strategies and action steps. Before we dive in, can you do me a huge favor? Would you mind sending this episode or just sharing my podcast with three of your friends? I've been working really hard to put out valuable content to support parents with dyslexic children, and I want to make sure it gets into the hands of the people that need it the most. So grab the link to this episode or podcast, text it to three friends, or you can just click the share button and send it that way. Whatever works for you, but I would be forever grateful. Thank you. If you suspect your child has dyslexia, or you're just starting this journey, in your quest for more information, you've probably come across the terms phonological awareness, phonemic awareness, and phonics. They seem like they might be the same thing, but in reality, they're not. They're more like nesting dolls, those dolls where one nests inside the other, and the whole progressively gets larger and taller. The first doll we'll talk about is phonological awareness. Phonological awareness is a term used to refer to a lot of different skills. One of those sets of skills is phonemic awareness. Phonemic awareness is a smaller doll that fits inside of the phonological awareness doll. But we'll come back to that later. So what skills does phonological awareness cover? They are all oral language skills, not print skills. And they are rhyme and alliteration, words in a sentence, syllables, onset rhyme, and phonemic awareness. The skills most kids pick up first is the ability to recognize and manipulate rhyme and alliteration. The best example, and king of rhyme and alliteration, is Dr. Seuss. From the book, my mother swears I had to have read to me every night before bed, Green Eggs and Ham, comes this example of rhyme. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Alliteration is when you use the same beginning sound for a series of words, or words that are close together. For example, the title of Dr. Seuss's The Butter Battle Book. Each word in the title starts with a b sound. Another example is the tongue twister, Sally Sells Seashells, where each word begins with a s sound. In fact, many of the old nursery rhymes are filled with rhyme and alliteration. Whether they knew it or not, the people teaching and repeating these old rhymes were promoting key language skills. The next skill most kids acquire is awareness of words in a sentence. Basically, they become aware that sentences are strings of connected words that have meaning. Given a sentence, they can tell you how many individual words are in a sentence. For example, they can tell you, go to bed has three words in it, and they can spend a lot of time delaying going to bed by counting and checking their count. The third skill most kids obtain is the ability to recognize and manipulate syllables. Syllables are the beats or the rhythm of a word. 
Ask most kids how many syllables are in butterfly, and they'll tell you three. Give them the syllables L, E, fant, and ask them what word that makes when it's all put together, and they'll tell you elephant. Give them the word kangaroo and ask them what's left when you take away roo, and they'll tell you kanga. After syllables comes the ability to recognize and play with onset and rhyme. Onset and rhyme is the step before phonemic awareness. When given a one-syllable word, kids are able to recognize and separate the initial or beginning sound, the onset, from the string of letters at the end, rhyme. So, for example, given the word cat, they can break it into at. When they're asked to take away the k sound and use the h sound, they're able to manipulate the sounds to tell you that the new word is hat. The last phonological awareness skills kids tend to pick up is phonemic awareness. Our doll inside the phonological awareness doll. This is the most advanced stage. A phoneme is the smallest unit of sound. A, I, T, K, etc. At this stage, a child can recognize and play with the individual sounds within a given word. When asked what word does the sound P, I, G make, they can tell you pig. Or when given the word map and told to change the P to a T, they can tell you the new word is mat. So, if they only deal with sounds, Why is phonological and phonemic awareness so important? Because they encompass the knowledge needed to start matching those sounds to letters and letter patterns. This is phonics, our largest nesting doll, which houses both phonological and phonemic awareness. Phonics is the act of matching oral language sounds to letters and letter patterns. So why is this all so important? Because... If you can't hear all the sounds in a word, you're not going to be able to accurately match the sounds to a letter or letter pattern. This makes decoding really difficult, which in turn makes encoding or spelling even harder. And here's the thing that nobody explicitly tells you. All language is intricately interwoven. Oral, reading, writing, you can't pull them apart. Let's take this a step further. Oral language comes first. Our brains are hardwired for it. Our brains are not hardwired for reading and writing. So the first indicator that someone might have a problem with reading is usually going to show up in oral language or in speech skills. If you can't hear or produce all the sounds, it's going to make reading and writing that much harder. And you guessed it, a major indicator of dyslexia is a weakness in phonological or phonemic awareness. If you have any further questions about phonological awareness, please feel free to sneak into my inbox. We'd also love your input. What would you like to hear from us in the future? Is there a topic we haven't covered yet you really want to learn more about? Or do you have a pressing need and you're not really sure how to handle it or move forward? Send us a DM on Instagram or drop us an email at jenny at literacyuntangled.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-E at literacyuntangled.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Literacy Untangled. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, head on over to our Instagram at Literacy Untangled and comment on your favorite part. 
can't wait to hang out with you again soon. Bye.